welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series in which we interview KPMG leadership and subject matter experts, as well as third-party and client executives and thought leaders on key global business, socioeconomic, and geopolitical market trends and topics. My name is Stan Lapique, the lead market research and thought leadership effort for the KPMG Global Management Consulting Practice. And I'm your host for this podcast series. So I'm pleased to have back with us again today, Mr. Matthew Campbell. Matt is a member of the U.S. firm. He's a managing director and part of the leadership of KPMG's People and Change practice and a regular here on Advice Worth Keeping. So Matt, thanks for joining us here today. Great to be with you, Stan. So we're going to continue the discussion with Matt on the workforce of the future. Clearly a very important topic and one that's very fluid in the market today. And when we talk about the workforce of the future, there's a variety of different dimensions. Recently, we talked to Matt about the evolving role of the strategic business partner, the characteristics of that role, its importance, and how it really can add value to the organization above and beyond some of the traditional transactional type support work that many functions provided. So today, we're going to continue that discussion in a different direction to a degree and looking at the gig economy. The real driver for the gig economy, and sure our listeners are familiar with the term, but Matt will get into it a bit more in the context of this discussion. But we hear about the gig economy in the context of everything from Uber to freelancers to a really changing component of the workforce, and particularly in the U.S. with the changing labor market, low unemployment rates, new skills required within organizations. The nature of the workforce of a large organization is changing, and the gig economy encompassing freelancers and self-employed professionals becoming a growing and very important part of that. So maybe to start out with, Matt, if you could talk about what makes up the gig economy, why it continues to grow, and why it's really become a critical component of an organization's workforce model. It's a really interesting area because it's become a bit of a catch-all, the gig economy, The way we're breaking it down with some of the clients we're working with at the moment and how they engage the gig economy is really looking at the different types of players are within that. Obviously, it's best known as almost the peace type workers that are part of platforms. So when we say that we're thinking about the Uber type model where people are in a very clear defined transactional role. But there's also, as you mentioned, freelancers who are often picking up portions of a gig or using a particular skill set to deal with, for them, a client request. And then for others, it even takes a step further starting to look at some of the crowdsourcing type work where we're tapping into smaller portions of work, but they're clear and defined in terms of what we're looking for people to complete. It's usually pretty short runs in terms of actually doing the work. And the other big characteristic is that there's usually defined endpoints as to when that gig is complete. And so we're not necessarily expecting to have an ongoing relationship, although that often does happen if there's been good experiences. The gig economy in the context of temporary labor, for example, has been around really forever, but has been very prevalent for well over 10 or 20 years. I, close to 20 years ago, worked for a firm, Elance, which is now part of Odesk, which was a facilitator of the gig economy back then, primarily called the freelance economy. But historically, from my perspective, a lot of the work, particularly temp labor, was transactional in nature. It was filling a hole, perhaps at a lower cost. But it seems to me that the nature 
of these roles are changing. Transactional work may still be important. The breadth of the activities performed seems to be growing and in some cases becoming more strategic. In the past, it might have been about filling holes or lowering costs. How can organizations today leverage the gig economy work model really to gain some competitive differentiation to their organization and really start to draw some top talent into their firm? It's an interesting point you bring up there, Stan, because that whole idea of it being transactional is really where we're starting to get the top end of the gig economy really kick in. And we're moving more to a skills-based economy. So rather than it being about specific tasks that need to be achieved, we're usually looking at how do I acquire a particular skill set. For organizations, acquiring those skill sets with historically low unemployment rates means that it is often out of their ability to afford some of those skills or they may spend so much time trying to track down those skills that they end up doing without the skills. The gig economy is really providing a good alternative for people to tap into the mix of skill sets that are available to them. I think some of the ways that it creates a win-win on both sides is people who are usually in these freelance roles on the whole are working long hours, but they're usually a lot more satisfied with the work because they're clear about what they've actually achieved. There's defined parameters around it. They usually get to miss out on status meetings and those sorts of things that often take up a lot of work time for a traditional worker. So creating that differentiation is really some of these big ideas in terms of how do you actually understand the skills that are required for your organization? How is it actually going to help you deliver work differently? And maybe taking a step back from a traditional power and control type mindset to what is it that we need to get done and what's the right mix of skills to actually make that work come to life. Part of that means that we need to think differently in terms of how we manage these folks. It also means that we need to redefine what our worker value proposition is. And I've talked a lot in the past about the employee value proposition, but here we're sort of expanding that concept to say some of these workers may be ongoing in terms of their relationship with us. So how do they want to be part of our organization, especially if they've got a skill set that we want to use? So, Matt, you've hit upon some of the benefits of the gig economy as well as how organizations need to approach this, but what are the most effective ways an organization can not only embrace the gig economy, but really exploit it? You've hit upon this, but what else should organizations really be doing to maximize the opportunity here versus just utilizing it perhaps more in the historical fashion that they utilize temp labor? Yeah, so it becomes about actually valuing those folks. One of the great challenges, I think, with temp labor is the label temp, where we diminish it because it's only there for a short period of time and it's clearly a gap filled by its nature. So how do we move away from that logic and think about, oh, this person is here to make a value contribution to our organization? And that means we have to really be clear around how do we value their work, which is sometimes challenging for employees in an organization who may not feel valued themselves. So thinking about how you distinguish the contribution of everybody and the part that they play becomes a really key piece to that. But also for these workers who work on a gig basis is how do you actually help them understand, as well as your own employees, that, that it is meaningful work that we want to bring into the organization. And again, it's often about a unique skill set or a unique perspective that someone's able to bring to the organization that we can't bring on an ongoing basis or maybe can't afford to bring into the organization every day. Then how do organizations need to evolve or overhaul their talent management programs to account for the gig economy? Because it seems that most organizations' talent management programs are focused on the identification, attraction, and retention 
of full-time employees. And often the work of bringing in temporary labor, for example, might have been handled in a distributed fashion out in different business units or in different functional areas. And it was often separate from the corporate talent management program. So from the overall talent management program, what needs to change or what should change to bring in the gig economy into that overall program to maximize its opportunity? So again, it's about understanding what is it that's motivating people to be in this gig type environment and then understanding that there is differences in the model, but you also want to make sure that their motivations are being addressed. And for a lot of people who are opting to be in the gig culture, it's because they have a lot more influence, a lot more control, a lot more perceived autonomy in terms of how they're actually doing that work. And so they get to really dig in and own their work product, which is different to employees in an organization on a day-to-day basis, where it's a lot of the value that actually gets produced in an organization these days is just as much about around the relationships and understanding the context of the organization, which a gig worker may not have. And so part of the development for folks in the gig economy side of things is understanding those different contexts. And again, the leaders who are really good at engaging gig workers are the ones that are able to articulate the context of the organization that someone is working in in a really quick basis. There's also a couple of clients we've worked with where they've actually started to look at the experience trajectories of some of their gig workers because they've identified that there is this growing pool of people that they want to tap into on a regular basis. And so they'll offer them briefings and offer them additional trainings about the organization and some of their emerging thinking within the organization so that the gig workers are getting exposed to some of the activity, some of the content that an ongoing employee is exposed to, which is a really nice way to start blending the two worlds into each other. Yeah, I think that last point's very interesting and really illustrates that the employer is, is really taking a commitment to the gig economy employees and really making that investment, which I think is beneficial for the employer, but certainly for the gig employees to gain greater knowledge and experience with the organization, but also recognize that employer in particular really is valuing their role in a higher manner than perhaps it would have been in the past. So last question, looking out five years, where will we be at with the gig economy? And also, how is the changing technology landscape contributing to the disruption from the gig economy? Temp labor has been around forever. The advent and expansion of the internet really changed the dynamics of how you expose yourself if you're a gig employee. And if you're looking for employees as an employer, how do you find them? But now we have additional technology changes, for example, in terms of automating portions of the workforce, automating the transactional work, which leaves portion of historical roles that need to be filled. But it also creates a scenario where you need people with some different and higher level skills. And you mentioned the importance of the gig economy to identifying and attracting those people. But what will the gig economy look like five years out and how will technology impact that future state and trajectory? I think if I had a crystal ball, which I would love one if anyone's got one for sale, but in in terms of in five years' time, automation is obviously going to be a key piece. The ongoing emergence of technology is going to keep changing what work needs to be done and the nature of that work. And I think within that also the idea of the platform economy and the platform businesses that are really coming to rise is being able to clearly articulate what's core to our business model and the core skill sets that we need to have in-house 
and what our overall package is for our employees will define what the in-house workforce looks like. And then the broader gig workforce will be, these are the additional skills that we need to have These are the skills that we should be tapping into because we're piloting or we're experimenting or they're hard to acquire skills or we don't need to have these all the time. But really thinking about what's the mix of skills required for the work that you have on an ongoing basis. One thing that is pretty clear across most of the research is that the nature of work as we know it will continue to change and continue to evolve. We'll probably see more people moving into gig type roles over time because there is Again, more flexibility, which is a key piece that drives people in gig roles. I think five years into the future, as that technology kicks in, as those new skill sets are required to drive those technologies, as some of the legacy work that we do today starts to fragment, people may step out of traditional roles and move into specialist roles that don't require them to be there full time. And ideally, you get to go to the beach the other couple of days a week. But that's really where I think work will continue to change. Yeah, that's great. And given it's, I think, 94 degrees out where you're at in New York today, going to the beach would be nice today. So, Matt, thanks for your time today. I think a very good overview of the gig economy in general, but I think more importantly, how it's becoming a a key component for large organizations as part of their overall talent model and needs to be a key component of their talent management strategy and operations. So thanks for your insights here today. For our listeners, Matt and his team have a lot of additional materials on this. There's a paper he and his team produced recently. There's a link to that off of the landing page for this podcast. So check that out, as well as some of the other materials that Matt and his team have put together. Matt, thanks for your time today on this very important topic. And again, we'll have to get you back soon to continue the discussion around the workforce of the future. Thanks, Dan. And you can find the links to the items we referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash US slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation.